teams sit right on the baseline. The big fella from New Zealand. When we cut him off baseline, he started walking in there. Welcome to the second episode of the See It To Be It podcast. I'm really excited after publishing our first one, um, Five Basketball with your host, Stevie Cousins. Really excited after a really strong first episode, lots of really great listens. Um, we have New Zealand basketball uh, royalty on the show today and wing player, our uh, five wing player, Elena Vucinich. Uh, how are you going tonight? I'm doing good. Um, New Zealand basketball royalty is always an interesting one, but yeah, no, I'm doing great, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a few families I feel that could, that, that sit within that, um, so. Yeah, a lot of families, a lot of royalty out there. So. <laughs> I, I, had to, I feel like I have to, have to make sure I give I give all the guests um, a, a special welcome to try and make this podcast better than uh, than the competition that's out there. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you very much for yeah for jumping on, joining us tonight. Looking forward to um, yeah to chatting about the season and a bit about your life. So um, I'll start uh, start off just asking a bit about uh, you yourself and your family. Obviously coming from very strong uh, basketball pedigree, um, your mum, Tatiana, playing for the Tor Ferns. I hope I got her name right. It is Tatiana, is that how you say it? Yeah, Tatiana, yeah. Okay, yeah. Awesome, that's good. Uh, and then Yugoslav, age grade teams. Um, also, she coached at numerous, coached numerous programs in New Zealand. I actually found a cool photo of, of her coaching, I think it was Church College at like a Nationals. Or coach, coaching against them. Oh, it was against. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it would have been it would have been our Waimea team. Oh, there um, we go. Okay. Jeez. College, yeah, yeah. Only took one only took one minute for the for the first mistake. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all <laughs> but it was cool. It was just cool to see like it was a I don't know, yeah, like a sort of mid two thousands kind of pick. And it was it was just it was awesome. Really great to see. And then obviously your your father, Nina, was a long time um, you know, pro player and coach coach and player of the Nelson Giants um, and then coaching some of the, the best tall black teams in the 2000s either as an assistant or head coach. So you obviously grew up in a basketball mad family. Can you talk about what it was like growing up in the formative years being around that and then what it was also like for you as you intro into the game and, and sort of got more serious about it? Um, so I always think this is an interesting one because people ask, you know, you you've been around basketball oh or they find out my parents played and they're like oh that's why you play and it's kind of funny because I obviously grew up around it I didn't realize like people didn't have basketball in their lives because it was always in mine I'm um, going to Giants games as a kid mum was playing so you know we were always somewhere um around basketball um obviously playing all the little mini hoops and all that kind of thing um it was just always around but i think like it was never forced on us um my brother I mean he played a little bit in school but he kind of went um the complete opposite way he's into his um music and you know audio visual visual stuff mm. um he's very smart and then I kind of played a lot of sports growing up yeah really was quite competitive um dipped my toes into a lot of different sports and then I think with basketball I was just better at it than the other sports. And yeah. maybe that's because I grew up around it and played it a lot more. That yeah. um, Because I found that success in it, it kind of forged me on the path of um, yeah. getting to where I am now, I cool. guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. So 
what what are some memories of this is an ad hoc question but what what are some of some of the memories of like um in those early years when you were when you were coming up and obviously the full-on we talk about coaching and the, the investment that guys and time that's gone to coaching what were some early memories of when your dad was first getting into coaching or that he was starting was coaching at high levels um like myself my memory yeah yeah, yeah your memory. I, I don't actually remember him ever playing um yeah. i guess i was just because he would have retired in 2000 i would have been quite young but mm. i do actually remember being in trafalgar center like Ooh. throughout my childhood and it wasn't even like on court stuff it was like you know how you have the little triangle things around the court the sponsor yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, just like joining them all together and crawling underneath them and then there was like this old stage there and just hiding under the stage and like playing and yeah it's weird it's like all the stuff not related to basketball that i actually remember yeah around basketball scene yeah. <laughs> it's cool yeah i mean well, i suppose it yeah the memories that you have like might not be at the time you were just like this is just what dad goes along and does and i might yeah. care about it at the moment and maybe i'll care about it later and um and yeah, it's cool. It's it's always nice to hear those, yeah, those sort of those family memories. Uh, so yeah, I think the, yeah, the first two championships they got, I was quite yes. young. But then two thousand seven, I definitely remember that one. Yeah, and was that so the last one? A couple of years into high school, yeah, that was the last. Oh, one. That was the last one. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll talk. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll talk on your championship predictions later on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um. So when when did you decide that you? So you obviously you realized that you know you were better at basketball than some other sports when did you really decide that you wanted to take basketball a bit more seriously I think um and I went to a few age group camps um so I was a lot of, a lot of times I was like the bottom age or you know in quarters and under 16 New Zealand yeah. team yeah. Um, and we did have a lot of people coming in to the camps they would talk about college um like going to the states and you know what subjects you need to take and stuff and then I guess being from Nelson, there weren't a lot of girls that wanted at the time that were really, I mean, there were girls playing and, you know, mm. would go on rep teams and stuff, but that wanted to take it to that next level. There yes. weren't that many. So a lot of times I was either training with guys or with mum and, you know, some older ladies um, yes. just trying to get better. But yeah. yeah, it almost felt like on an island by myself, but it's, for some reason, it was just something I wanted. Um, yeah. We would do goals. I remember we did goals at the beginning, all through high school. It was like your form, first form class or whatever it was, and you wrote down your goal. Like So every year, mine was playing college in the States, playing college oh, in the cool. States. Like It never changed. It was kind of weird. I don't know if it's because I'd put it. That's what I wanted. I like um, it. But yeah, it was kind of one of those things. You set your mind to it. I made sure all my subjects were the right ones. And yeah, that's just really, um, yeah wanted to yeah. go there for some reason <laughs> that's that's awesome that's awesome yeah. kids listening in goal setting is very important goal setting is very important yeah that was the only goal i had i didn't have any other ones well, i mean you achieved it so yeah yeah. Said, yeah 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 we set those goals tonight um i love yeah. it yeah that's 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 really awesome so obviously you played so you were at louisiana tech um division one basketball what was what was your college experience like um and what was it like being in a place like Louisiana from a couple of different standpoints? Like what was it like culturally um, in terms of being, yeah, different from New Zealand? And can you just talk a bit about the college experience overall? Um, so my college experience is a lot different to a lot of um, 
girls I've talked to that have gone over and I have shared it a bit with um, some girls back here that are like looking to go over um, yeah. just because, I mean, it wasn't a fairy tale <laughs> and, you know, most of the time it's not, but yes. um, yeah. I only had one scholarship offer and took it pretty much just because my goal was to go over. So yeah. um, I really just jumped on it, um, was really excited, hadn't visited before because um, it was very late I mm. um, didn't know much about, you know, the the signing periods and everything like that, quiet periods. So I got pretty lucky um, getting the scholarship in the first place. Um, went over, I remember coming off the plane. Um, yeah, it was just culture shock. Yeah. <laughs> Very flat. <laughs> yeah. um, it was North Louisiana too, so it's not the Louisiana, like New Orleans, you know, that kind of. Oh, that was what I was thinking. I don't, I don't know the area well, so there was. Poor research on my behalf. I was thinking about all the, all the nice parts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, um, we would go down to like Mardi Gras and stuff down yeah, there. Yeah. But um, I was very North Louisiana. It was quite um, a small town, college town. But what I found there is because it was so small and tight-knit, um, the community surrounding the university was very strong, um, amazing fans. Yeah. They obviously had a strong history, Louisiana Tech, back in the 80s and 90s for women's basketball and men's too because Carl Malone was there and, yeah. you know, all those um, names. And, um, yeah, so it was the South too. There was a bit of that, um, I don't know, just Southern type southern of mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and quite like mid middle America. Yes, um, yeah. yeah. A bit divided, as we know, like looking at the States now, um, yeah. it was kind of like a reality when you went over there. But yeah. with athletes, everyone was kind of joined and united. So that was kind of cool. Um, yeah. My college experience as a whole, I wouldn't take it back for anything. Um, yeah. I made so many lifelong friends. I'm still in touch with now. Hopefully yeah. next year we'll go be a bridesmaid at one of awesome. um, my former teammates' weddings. So, no. yeah, it's just um, – it was great. But then, obviously, with the basketball, there were ups and downs. We had a lot of coaching changes, like yeah. assistant coaches. The coach that um, sort of recruited me in a part way, he left after my first year. So, you know, it was just navigating through that yes. and adjusting to the different coaches um, and really just grinding it out and sticking it out till the end. Yeah. Um, my first year, I didn't really play a lot. I was the only freshman. I think there were two sophomores and the rest were juniors and seniors, but yeah. we won. Um, we went to the NCAA tournament. It was amazing. Um, you know, and yeah. you're just soaking it all in because it Lovely. was so awesome. Yeah. Um, the next two years was, you know, up and down, but we did okay and, um, yeah, kind of got through it. I was playing a bit by the end of my junior year and then all new assistant coaches my last year and then it was almost um, – I played less than my first year and then oh, it's tough. It's that's the last year. So you kinda there's not much after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um and then it was the reason it felt different is because we had a not a very good season. You know, it wasn't a successful season. Yes. And at the end of that all the coaching staff um were oh, gone. So yeah. you know, it was just kind of like a oh, that just happened. So comments. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah. tough. Some lessons. I mean, yeah, I, I was talking, we were talking on the last podcast, obviously with Kyra about the the college experience and not only is everyone's college experience different, 
you you just don't know what's going to happen in terms of coaching or anything mm-hmm. like that, right? And so, yeah, well, <clears throat> good to hear about the ups and downs. And I suppose you go over when you're 18 or 19 and you know you're, you're, you're just a kid basically and then you have this three or four years where you can grow as a person, as you say, meet lifelong friends, travel to interesting places. Um, so, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. It's, a, it's an interesting experience. So what did you study when you were – when you were there like what, what what did you major in um um so i majored in i didn't really know what i wanted to do because obviously i only had one goal <laughs> so <laughs> so i was kind of like a bit like i didn't really know what i wanted to study yeah um i tried a lot of different subjects i ended up in kinesiology which is pretty much like exercise science um and health promotion yeah. and then i actually started my master's in my last year, um, just because I was ahead. That's and good. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Oh. No, carry on. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I thought you were no. going to say something. No, no, no. <laughs> I was just, I was just, I was just agreeing, agreeing with you on the masters. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I started that, um, and then obviously my last year, I was trying to. We had an internship as a part of the masters, so I was trying to figure out. Um, what I wanted to do as an internship or what I might want to do as a future career. And I we, I didn't my internship within the college athletics department because I was just like, oh, that's quite cool. You know, it's something different. We don't really have college athletics in New Zealand. Yeah. So it will be cool to kind of see what area I'd like to um, look into. You know, they've got like the marketing department, communications, all that. I ended up actually in the academic advising Oh, wow. Athletic academic advising. And I think I ended up in that because um, they needed the most support um, helping student athletes. And I just naturally, I like helping people. So, yeah, I ended up as a graduate assistant with the football team there, which kind of led into like an internship at Florida State. And, you know, all this other stuff. Wow. Which kind of um, paused my basketball career for a yeah. while. But it was a really awesome experience. Oh, that's cool. Okay. We'll tell, yeah, chat about. Um, Florida State then because this this is this is awesome stuff yeah yeah it's kind of like a little hidden thing well not hidden but um it's not really out in the forefront but I had a a year so after you finish your um visa kind of your student visa yeah while you're studying you have one year of work you can do and it's like optional practical training um so you can do one year of work where you don't have to have like a work visa or anything um, it just goes piggybacks off your degree. So after I finished my master's, I had applied for, it was quite a competitive like internship program. They ran at Florida State mm. where they get five interns from all over the country. Um, and one of the, I think he was running the program at the time. He actually went to Louisiana Tech. So that probably helped um, my application stand out a bit. Yes. Um, bit curious, you know, um, and he used to be, I guess, in my position, um, so yeah, I got one of those five spots and was the intern for the football team there. So just the difference between the um, football team at Louisiana Tech and the one there was like insane. The resources, the money, you know, Power yeah. Five school. It yeah. was yeah, it was an unreal nine months. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow, that's that's massive. So it, obviously, when you were thinking about, you had your goals written down, and you were thinking about. Um, yeah, what you're going to be, what you're going to be doing, you didn't expect to be there, but I suppose that this yeah. is the the beauty of going to study overseas and um, sort of just waiting to see what happened, right? Yeah, yeah, and it was kind of one of those things where yeah, you just 
the more you picked up different things and just taking what opportunities are given to you. Yeah, it really, it was an awesome experience. Yeah, that's it. That's awesome. That's so good. So, so fast forward to to when you got back to New Zealand after that. Um, mm-hmm. You can you explain what it was what it was like finding your way and you know trying to hoop profi- hooping professionally and then emerging in the, your chosen career at the time when you got back. Um, so I had a bit of a. Um, I came back. I tried. I was actually trying to stay in the states. I'd been offered a job back at Louisiana Tech, but visa issues and um we won't go there but you know it's kind of hard to get visas when it's a certain hard to get visas now <laughs> i don't want any foreigners now <laughs> um, yeah i ended up back in new zealand and it was almost like square one because obviously there's no nothing like that here um, yes. that really directly translates i was yeah. back in nelson and um, we were in tier two at the time, the WBC league, yep, yep. Um, but just to come back and be able to play for Nelson that year was awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah I decided I wanted to go travel. Um, yeah. uh, when I got like rejected from staying in the States, I was like, Oh, well, maybe I'll go travel a bit, see the world. So did that for about 10 months before COVID. Yeah. Um, and then COVID brought me to Auckland, um, where it was crazy because I've obviously loved basketball but I had a bit of a break and then just being in Auckland making all those old connections um Tanya Hunter Aiko you know they kind of um reached out when I came up to Auckland and was like oh do you want to come to the dream training um so that was cool to like meet some new girls up here a lot of them thought I was their age a lot of the younger ones <laughs> just because I'd been kind of like missing um so yes. there was a lot of shock when they find out how old I am <laughs> not that I'm that old but you yeah, know when you're, yeah, yeah, you're hitting yeah. those late 20s early 30s yes. um yes. yeah the 21 year olds are like not that old it's <laughs> funny um, no it was just cool being able to find that passion I had again and yes obviously ups and downs through COVID but yeah yeah it's been um yeah and then obviously the toehi yeah 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 yeah. which is yeah we're moving on to now yeah so so you are in that obviously in the um the um the different tier to obviously some of the younger ones so it's cool though now that the the younger ones are coming through straight out of high school this will be all that they will know as the new great professional league but for yourself you know you've been through coming back and and the ups and downs of you know those those last couple of COVID cancel competitions, which is re- really difficult because there was something there which was going to be cool even if it was shortened. So now we've launched into something where you know where there's investment from sponsors, Sky TV. Um, obviously, there's great social media. There's um, just all the different parts in terms of the promotion around it. Is it? Do you feel like it's just at a whole different level to what you'd experienced? Obviously, even when you were coming up, in terms of um of what what things were like when you left high school yeah no it's it's completely different obviously I've been in the states so I've seen you know that side of it but it's just the resources the access to you know strength and conditioning um coaches film all that kind of thing the home games like unreal I would never thought in a million years that a woman's bus would have crowds like this in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. It, it's just been something so special, I guess, especially yeah. and just thinking about the ladies I have played with, um, and Nelson obviously, um, we don't it was it was really like high school kids and then like older 
ladies kind of coming together because there's not really a lot of middle kind of that middle age there um yeah. so some of the older ladies i played with they would have killed to be able to you know play yes. in a league yes. like this like it's yeah we're very fortunate to have reached this um this type of level where we can have all the resources and yes. um, the awesome owners of every team yes. and yeah. our team have just contributed so much to make it happen it's yeah just been, um, yeah 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 it's, it's awesome yeah and i feel like that that structure in terms of um making sure that the you know they're vetting the owners to to have um these really great structures and um because i think probably in the past people would probably admit you know we didn't always have be it men's or women's basketball, whatever it was, we didn't always have that right structure where we were trying to set up. I don't know, maybe it was an academy or maybe it was having five or six mm. people that owned the team. This is in terms of what we have now. The things that they're putting in place now will mean that the competition um, will be sustainable. Um, it won't just be like linked to a, an association or whatever it is. And I, I feel like there's some real yeah. great structure and, and that's structure and strong business models is what's linked to um yeah to, to some sustainable success and obviously you talked about being in the states and um you know we our population is so small we'll never be there but having some sort of stronger level of professionalism like you talked about the strength and conditioning and um yeah, yeah it's, it's that professionalism that's yeah. completely different and yes. it hasn't yes. been seen before i feel like in women's basketball here yeah so it is really really awesome yeah, yeah it's, it's really great yeah so can you just talk a bit about the uh, the culture that's been instilled around this fire team? I um, spoke a little bit about what um, Mel and, and Alex and, and obviously the ownership team were trying to to put in place. Can you just talk a bit about that? Because it seems like you guys have a lot of fun, some real good camaraderie and culture between the, the players. Can you just talk about what it's been like off the court um, for the team this year? I've, it's been awesome. Um, the coaches really just, you know, I think Mel's really awesome at instilling that, you know, whānau feeling. Um, yes. We all feel like family, um, connected to our own families and then obviously each other's families, like to make us one big family. Awesome. Um, I also think the owners are really involved too um, and you can see the love they have for all of us and um, it's more than just, you know, a business. Like yes. it's even like Dom, who is one of our imports, who's currently got an injury, she's still around. She's still, you know, it could yeah. have been easy enough to just send her on a plane, send her on her way. But because yeah. she's part of our family, you know, we're still supporting her. And um, awesome. yeah, it's just different. Um, and yeah, I just feel like every, we all just want to show up and for all the fans too in Tauranga, like, the way fans have come out and supported, even mm -hmm. if we've lost, you know, they're all there giving us high fives and um, yes. you can really feel the love. Um, a big thing that kind of differentiates us too is the zero alcohol um, policy at the games. I reckon that's pretty special to have, you know, something different and then yes. just have that family fun atmosphere, yeah. um, not having to worry about, People getting wasted, getting, you know, having a few too many drinks and anything yeah. like that happening, and yes. just knowing that people can come and just enjoy it for what it is, yeah, um, that's pretty awesome too. So yeah. yeah, I just think um, the way, yeah, they've been able to instill all those values um, that they have into us has been pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, and then the zero alcohol is one thing um, that I, I feel personally. Um, 
uh, you know, I don't, I don't drink myself. And I, I feel personally that linking alcohol to, to sports is actually in a lot of ways. And this might be this, maybe this is a little bit controversial, but I just feel personally that we shouldn't be doing that because it, maybe it promotes for, for younger kids. It's like, Oh, you know, drinking mm-hmm. is really cool. You know, it, it's yeah, like it's something you should be doing. Whereas yeah. athletes, you know, to be healthy and to be an athlete, yeah, yeah it shouldn't really be linked. And it all it almost takes that pressure away from people. They don't feel like they have to be drinking. Yes, um, yes. because it's there, you know. So yeah, I they think can it's just enjoy I think the it's game good. And, yeah. yeah, just and just and just chill, and and so it's cool, and and that's like and, and obviously in their own time, you know. Afterwards, they can go and have drinks, but you know, while the game's on, it's, yep. yeah, it's not long. Like you can go and drink your what do people drink up there? Waikato draft, whatever it is. You can go it's get that line up. Red <laughs> My brown, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It's just cool to see to see teams going in and doing things that are that are different and 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 deciding, hey, look, you know, this is a new league. We're going to go and we're going to go and have these different sponsors or whatever it is. And that's a yeah, that's another really great example. So just on a lighter yeah. note. Um, who is there? Someone on the on the fight team who uh, has some hidden talents that people maybe don't know about, like singing or playing a guitar or something like that. You got to give us some. You got to give us some golf. <laughs> um, I have a yeah. I don't know if many people know about this. Um, it might be known, but one of our imports, um, Nikki Green. Yeah, I was sitting next to her on the plane, and I look over and I notice she's doing something and she was actually drawing okay Nikki draws you know so that's a little bit of an artist in Nikki yeah that's cool that's that's awesome it's it's cool to hear about people's hidden talents and um yeah it's just kind of something different yeah yeah it is it is especially because you know like playing this game at a high level people invest a lot of time obviously into strength and conditioning and training and traveling and all the other stuff. It's great to hear about the hobbies that people have outside of the game. Um, yeah. Who's the who is the funniest? Um, who's the funniest player on the team? Like, is there someone who just? <laughs> and it could be like I don't know. Maybe they just say hilarious stuff that doesn't make sense from time to time. Or is there someone that's <laughs> that cracks you up more than the well, others? There's definitely someone that sticks out, and it's got to be Macca. Okay, love it. <laughs> just love the it. fact that she sometimes she'll refer to herself as Uncle Macca, <laughs> like she's like. <laughs> That's funny. She's just very oh, um she's just naturally very hilarious and she's someone you want to be on the team with too. You know, she's just got that um that, that character energy. about her and yeah. awesome. awesome team player and yeah. Yes, I love it. is definitely the funniest, I would say. Yeah, that, that's good. That's great. Um so lastly, um I know you're trying not to focus on the Giants game in the background. Um, but first, can you yeah, tell us what the score is and then I was about to say, I might just turn it off now. <laughs> so right. Taranaki's up. <laughs> oh, Taranaki's up. You're just throwing, you're just throwing your, cot, your toys out of the cot now. <laughs> no, it's there's four quarters of a game. Yes. Um, but, yeah, no. Um, yeah, it looks like an interesting game. From looks like I an interesting game. Who's, <laughs> your pick, who's your pick to win the men's title this year? You're, gonna, you're just going to say Nelson, aren't you? Yeah, well, the thing is, I'm not. I don't want to jinx them, so I'm going to oh, say who I want. Yes. I want Nelson Giants to win the title. Um, okay, yeah, that's where my heart is. Yep. But honestly, anyone could win it on the night. Yeah, yeah, I like then, it. Um, the yep. ears have obviously been very strong. Yeah. Saints are just coming out with yep. everything. Um, Tuatara, Chris Johnson's back, so 
yeah it's a whole different team so, yes yeah yeah awesome okay that's great no, no i like i liked your pick and i like not obviously jinxing them um <laughs> yeah yeah they've yeah. done amazing though it's been an amazing yeah. season yeah it's been cool it's been cool and it's been great to see um obviously we have the toehi league which is brand new but also some some different rules in the in men's league we have a final six this year and some cool initiatives yeah. for, for both the men's and the women's which is great so thank you so much for um but yeah jumping on the pod being the second guest really appreciate you opening up and and talking about yeah, your life and your career and uh interesting teammates and and things that you've done and um yeah it's really cool that to try and have this platform to just talk about about the about the team and, and so the fans can get to know them so i really appreciate taking you taking time out of your night oh awesome no thanks so much stevie and thanks for giving us this platform too um partnering with us it's been awesome um and yeah hopefully we can finish out the season strong yes. and do what we can to represent fire the best way possible awesome thank you very much have a good night cool you too see ya